And good evening. Welcome to the zenith of hockey coverage in Pittsburgh. Of course, it's 11 on the ice. And with us tonight, two teammates we consider absolutely untradeable as the trade deadline approaches. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, the old 2-9er Phil Bork, and Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. And trade talk is getting us going tonight. The Penguins putting Colton Sevier and Yuso Rikola on waivers today, according to Chris Johnston. This could potentially be a move ahead of a trade. Dan, who do you like first? Well, uh, you know, I'm listening to what Ron Hextel and Brian Burke are saying. Uh, they want to get a big, tough forward. They want to add some of that truculence, to use one of those Berkey terms, uh, into the lineup. I'm looking at a Sam Bennett with the Calgary Flames, someone like that who could come in, get you a big body, who can score a little bit. He comes with first-round pedigree, although that ship has sailed for a while now. Now, who do you give up? What do you give up? Are you parting ways with some part of your future? I don't think so. It's going to be tricky. Borky, you have a couple names you'd like to see the Penguins <laughs> possibly go after as well. Well, I love Sam Bennett. I'm with mm -hmm. you, too. I just don't know what you're going to have to give up and, and to get him out of Calgary. And uh, obviously, Brian Burke, who did the same thing he's doing now in Calgary, knows Sam Bennett well. But uh, I'm going for a big boy, even bigger than Sam Bennett. Uh -oh. He's 6'4", 225. Whoa! Yeah, baby. I'm oh, going no, Ryan Getzlaff. Yes, I am. Hold on a second. Now, I know he's on the shelf. He's got a little injury right now. He's missed the last three games. But yeah, from what I understand, it's nothing serious. He still has a fire in the belly. He won a cup in 2007. Oh, by the way, who is the general manager? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brian Burke. Thank you very much. So he knows the player well. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to win one more cup. He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, but there's some numbers. Really have to move yeah. around for this to happen. It has to be a perfect storm. I would think Evgeny Malkin would have to be out for the rest of the year for this to happen because Getzloff's cap hit is 8.25. He's only making $3 million in salary, so the money would work. The cap hit is going to be tough, but this is a guy who really has a fire in his belly. I watch him play. He's still dropping the gloves. He still have a son of a mm -hmm. gun to, to play against. I'd love to see him in the black and gold. Well, the Penguins, they are back on track, winners of two in a row. And one of the reasons is the power play. Even with the injuries, the power play really firing on all cylinders. Ten goals in the last 26, a 40% clip. Borky, we'll start with you. What's going right here? And when the injured players come back, should there be some thought with who is on the top power play unit? Oh, I guess you're uh, talking about uh, Evgeny Malkin and Kaspari Kapanen, mm -hmm. I would uh, presume. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I would definitely consider it. But really, I think the linchpin uh, of all this and, and uh, has been Jared McCann mm -hmm. and the, the shoot-first mentality mm -hmm. from that left flank. Uh, he is a left-hand shot, so he doesn't open up for the one-timer, but he's just gripping it and ripping it, letting fly. And a lot of times, you just put it on the cage, you're going to make something happen. He's also becoming a little bit predictable to his teammates, unpredictable to the opponent. Last night in New Jersey, he scores from right in front of the net after a shot on, on goal. So uh, I think Jared McCann by having that shoot-first mentality, it's probably opened up the eyes of the coaches, but hopefully the eyes of some of his teammates because that is what was hurting this power play earlier. McCann is leading by example. Dan, there might be a couple tough decisions when it comes to getting some of the injured guys back well, with the way that McCann's been playing. I hope not, Jenna, because when you're putting power play goals in the net like Jared McCann is, he's my key on this as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned Phil opening up eyes. I'll say opening up ice. When you look at McCann yeah. and he gets open ice and you leave him no choice but to shoot. And remember, he's been reluctant to do that in the course of his time in Pittsburgh. 
He's got a shot, and he's got a long-range wrist shot. I can't count on one hand the number of guys in the NHL who still have a long-range wrist shot. I want that on my power play. Something else you're seeing in McCann's game when he's on the power play, he doesn't exactly look lost out there, does he? Yeah. Distributing the puck very nicely, quickly, one-touch passes. He's been impressive. Yeah, he has. Well, we have to mention the brief panic from the middle of the week. <laughs> Fifteen goals surrendered in two games. Dan, starting with you, could those games actually kind of end up being a good thing to keep the Penguins somewhat grounded here? I, I honestly, uh, if I'm being candid here, I didn't take them particularly seriously. I, I really didn't. I thought that when Tristan Jari came back from an injury, he got off to a little bit of a rough start and it threw everything out of whack that night in New York. They bounced back from it soon enough. Uh, they're still giving up the occasional odd man break, and we saw it again last night in Newark. They're going to be just fine as a defensive team. I don't think the Penguins are a great defensive team overall when they're at their peak in this regard. So I, I, I wasn't put all that, whoa, no, what's <laughs> happening to the hockey team now? Uh, they are who they are. Borky, what was kind of your takeaway from those two games, and was there reason to kind of push the panic button? Not panic button. A uh, little concern, uh, but you know, when you look at it, go all the way back to the Boston game, right, on Saturday afternoon. They played so good in the first period. It gets all wonky for five minutes in the second period, and then the roof kind of caves in. That can happen. It did carry over to the game in New York, which was a bit of a concern for me, but they bounced back. They bounced back the way they should bounce back, uh, and that's, that's what you want to see from this hockey club. Um, it, I was certainly not going to hit the panic button. I did see some things creep into their game as far as not identifying their man on the back check, little, uh, little loosey-goosey in the defensive zone coverage, uh, not getting the big save when they needed it. But the way they bounce back against the Devils, I think they'll be fine. But they can't outscore their opponent and expect to win games in the playoffs. They have to be airtight defensively. And interestingly enough to note that they haven't had more than a two-game losing streak at all this season. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll be talking trade deadline just moments from now, plus a game where there might not be a wrong answer. The guys play Dumoulin or McCann next on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. And welcome back. It's time to play McCann or Dumoulin. Jared McCann leads the team with six power play goals. He has goals in four of his last six games. Brian Dumoulin is currently on a four-game point streak. The team 14-4-1 wow. since his return <laughs> wow. from injury back in March. You can only pick one as more valuable. McCann or Dumoulin. Borky, you're first. This is a tough one, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm going Dumo. Oh. So, let me give you my reasons why. You mentioned the record there, 14-4-1. If that doesn't slap you upside of the head, Galachevich, I don't know what does. <laughs> that's, that's incredible number right there. But as you mentioned, he's chipping in offensively, not only points in four, he's got goals in two of his last three. Now, I don't expect all that, but here's the key for me. How good Brian Dumoulin makes Chris Latang. Yes, that, that is, is the it. key for me. That's it. That Tanger is playing his best hockey he has played in years, and a big reason why is because number eight's back in the lineup. Dan, you leaning more Dumo here or more McCann? I'm going to have to go with McCann for a couple of reasons. One, the Penguins desperately needed secondary scoring, and I'm underscoring the term secondary in the literal sense. They needed a second line in Geno's absence. Well, he's been that second line. On top of that, he's come onto the power play and made the power play better than it had been at any point in the season, including when everybody was healthy. 
I, I love to see the maturation, the blossoming of Jared McCann. I think it's been the, the find of the season for the Penguins, even more so than Cody Ceci and Mike Matheson have been. And we hear Mike Sullivan talk about his shot all the time, yes. just how impressive that's been. You really see him coming into his own game now. Well, you hear it all the time. The next man up, whose stock is going up and whose is going down? For the guys stepping up for the Penguins, next on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. And welcome back to 11 on the Ice. I'm Jenna Harner with Phil Bork and Dane Kovacevic. And Borky approached us to go stock up and stock yeah. down to rate how role players are doing with their opportunities given all the Penguins injuries. We'll put it up and let you guys fight it out. You agree that Gaudreau, Rodriguez, and Zahorna are stock up and Jankowski is stock down. <laughs> but a little bit of a disagreement on Lafferty, Angelo, and Sevier who was put on waivers today. Guys, take it away here. Well, I'll, I'll start with Lafferty. Uh, he's been my one of my pet projects for the year, Phil. I, I, I really wanted to see him get a chance going into this season, and I feel like he got that, like Mike Sullivan gave him that, and I feel like what, the scene that we're watching there took way too long to materialize, especially once you have uh, Ron Hextel and Brian Burke come in, and they want to see truculence. I'm not necessarily even talking about fighting, but let's see some of that edge to Sam's game. Mike Sullivan said this week, I want to see Sam Lafferty. I see some turbo in his game. I see some Brandon Tanev in his game. Okay, good. Let's see that because he's got the size. He's got the speed. And actually, you know what? He's not all that bad with the hands either. No, I think we could say Freddie Goudreau, stock way up. Way up. Redeem Zahorna. Bam, the stock Ooh, is just climbing. Up there. And, and you're right. It's, it's, and Rodriguez, you know his stock is yes. going up. But Sam Lafferty is the most interesting player yes. here. And right. And I actually had the stock going down, but after that scrap, I know it, it's taken too long for it to happen. But he does throw his body around. Here's the big thing. Sam Lafferty's played 30 games. You know how many goals he has? He's got no. He's got zippo. Yep. He's got none. And I know he's had chances, but at some point, you, everybody else is starting to chip in on the fourth line. So for Sam Lafferty, it's great that you dropped the gloves. It's great that you engaged. It's great that you got in there, but we really need you. We don't want to be a good team in Pittsburgh. We <laughs> want to be a great team, and we need guys like Lafferty chipping in on a more regular basis. And that's also, Phil, you know, to our, our, our chart there, when you look at it, Anthony Angelo, I had his stock going up because he has popped a couple, and yeah. they haven't been pretty, and I, I don't care. And I don't care because you, I want to see somebody with the size but I don't want to hear all this old school dinosaur stuff and whatever else. I want the guy to be able to score. And Angelo's yeah. done a little bit of that no, for me. No, it's Sevier too. I mean, he, every team could take a Colton Sevier. I mean, he's, he's a dime a dozen, right? Those type mm -hmm. of players. Yeah. Uh, just a good, hardworking player. But you want him to do something special to be noticed more. And I know it's been lately, but before that, it wasn't enough right. for me. Well, let's hone in a little bit and talk about that fourth line. Borky, you pointed out to us 14 players have scored the Penguins 24 goals in the last five games. And the fourth line is getting it done. They've been on the scorecard in eight of the last nine. Why are they having success there? Urgency. Uh, I think part of it is they realize, number one, we're going to start getting healthier. Players are going to start coming back. They're looking over their shoulder going, uh-oh, I better get going here. I don't want to be the guy out of the lineup. And then also... Monday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, <laughs> trade deadline time. The players realize, hey, this is a good team. I want to be a part of something special here. So it's just an urgency. As far as the X's and O's, I think they're just more uh, hungrier on the forecheck, yeah. and there's more urgency to get pucks to the net, and they've been getting some lucky bounces. Yeah, the, the urgency hasn't been there, though. 
up until the last couple of weeks, and I can't yeah. say that often enough. Yeah, they've had injuries, they've lost some key guys and whatever, but for the fourth line guys, for the Jankowskis and so forth, I, I'll use the term again, we waited too long. They showed us who they are. And I'm, if it sounds like I'm picking on Jankowski, so be it. He's got a couple of these goals, and they're both into empty nets. The guy doesn't contribute at all. Uh, I, I think that this, the competition that we're seeing now, seven players for three spots, I'm okay with that competition. Let, let me just quickly throw this in. Mm -hmm. And Jankowski makes 700K. So if you're gonna throw, if you're gonna take Jankowski out, they're probably thinking, well, who else, who else are we gonna get for yeah. 700K? Yeah. It's gonna do what he. They're not. There's not that many exactly. players out there. So no. it, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Well, in Rust We Trust, Brian Rust reaches a milestone, getting his 200th career point. Uh, it's a pretty cool milestone, I think. Um, when, I, when I first got in the league, I was just trying to make a name for myself. And um, every time you uh, reach a milestone like that, you kind of just uh, look back on your career a little bit and uh, see kind of how far I've come and uh, how I develop as a player. Guys, Brian Russ has really evolved into a star, but where does he go from here to reach an even higher level, Dan? Um, I don't know that he's got a higher level. I don't know that he needs one. You don't want to know what his level actually is, Jenna, in this organization. It's this. When you ask a young player who just comes up from Wilkes-Barre what they were taught in the AHL, their coaches tell the players down there to be Brian Rust. They don't say be Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin. They say be Brian Rust. We see, kid, that you got some hands, and we see that you do this or do you do that. But are you Brian Rust? Are you doing all of those things even after you become a 30-goal guy the way Rust essentially is in this league right now? Forky, definitely impressive with what he's done this season, but the yeah. growth that he's shown kind of throughout his career. Yeah, and on pace for over 30 this year. I, yep. I don't know what else he can do. Uh, <laughs> really, just keep on doing what you're doing. If you get to the 30-goal plateau, uh, that's only going to make his uh, bank account better. But as a right-hand shot, third-round pick, he just continues to overachieve, overachieve. You put him in all different roles, and he just he just blossoms. Every time you, you put him out there on a penalty kill, a power play, put him up with Crosby, put him on the fourth line, it doesn't matter. He just keeps on keeping on. And he's very honest. He said, listen, I was just a hardworking guy that just tried to get better and better. And probably the best thing that happened to him is a couple years ago when he had the one goal in 29, then gets a hat trick in Chicago, mm -hmm. and things just yeah. things just exploded for him. <laughs> and he's been and he's just been on the up climb ever since. Well, it's time to go top shelf. Number 67 looking a little bit like number 66. Oh, Big comparison geez. from our producer there. Redeems the horn of the Big Z with a beauty. Well, I, I honestly, Phil, this this move with the shoulder and then using every bit of that reach to get around Igor Shosturkin is impressive. But my favorite part of this is right here as he's approaching the New York Blue Line and they're thinking, oh, tall dude, he's not getting around me. And then, you know what? He does get around him. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you ball. want to use the comparison to 66 Mario, a lot of times people said, Mario's not that fast. Mario's not going that fast. Well, because when you're long and lanky like that, you're very deceptive in your stride. And that one step he takes there to blow past the D, that's a pretty fast skater right there. Right there. And to use the body right position there. to not only get the puck in the backhand, but look how he throws out the left knee, the left arm, protect the puck, and then, bam, he takes it hard to mm -hmm. the net. 
and stuffs it in. That is as pretty a goal as you're going to see all year. Chris Letang saying he wished he had Big Z's legs as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, top shelf just isn't for goal scorers. To save that made to Smith the other night, this is just, I mean, it's, it's, it felt like a soccer save, guys, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was thinking when I saw it, too. The way he comes across with, it's not just his glove, yeah. it's his stick hand and his blocker that's coming across. He was ready to throw anything and everything at this puck to keep it out of the net. And you know, my, my, my favorite trait of Casey DeSmiths is something that I've heard from his teammates and his coaches as well. He competes, he yeah, battles. battles. Your teammates yeah, know when you're giving them everything, and he does that. No, you can throw technique and everything you learn from your goalie coach right out the window here. Because this is just the will to keep the puck out of the net. What I love is how hard he pushes off with the right skate, and it's just everything he has, almost recoiling from the right to the left. After and, he and was heading the wrong way, Phil. He's throwing yeah. the glove out there thinking, okay, I'm going to make the glove save. And at the last minute, just his instincts take over to throw the blocker up there. And that's, that's just a will and a want to keep the puck out of the net. And we'll round it out with the captain's goal against the Devils because this is just Sidney Crosby doing Sidney Crosby things. Well, this is special here. I mean, start with John Marino keeping the puck in, getting his skate behind his stick and getting it down to Jake Gensel. And Sid just kind of getting lost in the weeds. And then he pops out in the dangerous high slot. What I love about this goal, Dayon, is how quick it's off his stick and the precision to go post and in on the blocker on Blackwood. Yeah, I was going to say, the other thing here is that Mackenzie Blackwood made some unbelievable saves. And sometimes we overuse that term unbelievable in hockey, but do, I think yeah. Blackwood was outstanding. Sid finds his spot, nails it, raises one hand, and the goal. <laughs> Well, we'll update you on the standings and get the three stars of the week coming up next on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. The Bruins and the Flyers, the only East Division teams in action today. And in the second period, Jake DeBrusque tying things up at two. We'll fast forward, though, to midway through the third when Sean Couturier putting the Flyers on top for good. Philly wins three to two. That's your final. So taking a look at the standings in the East, the Pens holding that third spot. They're just two points out of first. Boston remains six points behind the Penguins. They do currently have three games in hand, though. And Philly on the outside looking into that playoff race so it's time now to reveal your three stars of the week and if one of you goes high with your stick well <laughs> we're not going to see it because of the graphics so please battle it out at your discretion guys well oh, we're not yeah, going to disagree here we go. yeah yeah the can number one that's obvious i mean i think it is obvious phil again we're talking about somebody mike sullivan needed somebody yeah. to make a difference right yeah. now and if he hadn't imagine where the penguins no, would be. he's really stepped up he's got points in seven of his last nine in the power play goals he's got six in his last 24. he's been a difference maker game in and game out you have Rusty number two, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. I just tooted Rusty's horn there and, and uh, well, praised him. I'll tell him. you what, I love your number three there because when you, you hear the players talk about the emotional impact That's that right. Radim Zahorna has yeah. had on the team, that matters. It's a compact season. They're not partying. They're not getting around because right. of this virus. They need to have some and fun. And here's the thing. It's not just creating energy. It's not blocking a shot. He's got four points in oh, five yeah, games. He's a real. plus three. So it's real. Mm -hmm. It's showing up on the score sheet, and he's being the difference maker game in and game out. I think I'm going to give both of you guys two minutes apiece for not fighting there. <laughs> Coincidentals. <laughs> well, the Pens are back in action tomorrow night at New Jersey and have three days off before their next game. And then we are your Penguin Station next Saturday. The NHL on NBC starts with 11 on the 
the ice next Saturday at 2.30, followed by the game and then an hour of post-game coverage. That'll do it for us tonight on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by your local Honda dealers. For Dan Kovacevic and Phil Bork and the entire Channel 11 sports team, I'm Jenna Harner. Have a great night.